We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome back. Feel the 68 selection show special. I'm Jeff Goodman. I am joined by none other than LaBelle Jordan, Tyler Hansborough, Doug Gottlieb, and we are in hour three of our special. Uh, thanks to the guys who, who preceded us. Good job just now by John Fanna, who never shuts up. Matt McCall, John Henson. And we're going to take you through this hour and hit on everything relevant to this bracket that was just released a couple hours ago. All right, boys, we've had a chance to kind of devour this thing a little bit. I'm going to start with you, Val. Your biggest takeaway right now from the bracket is what? Yeah, I was curious, Jeff, of how many. We knew the Big 12 in terms of those top 16, you know, seeds would be there. But I was curious, as would anybody else get more than two? <clears throat> And you look up and see the Big East with Marquette, Xavier, Connecticut to be able to get three teams, you know, in the on the top four lines. Um, and obviously, you know, following the Big East closely, you know, I was just really curious. You knew Purdue would be there with Indiana get in there, but you, you knew it wouldn't be more than two. Um, you knew the SEC had Alabama, Tennessee, probably not a third team. So I was just curious on, hey, would anybody else get more than two teams on those top lines in the Big East? You know, this, the, the selection committee put the Big East with uh, Marquette and, and Xavier and, and obviously Connecticut uh, getting in those top lines. So that was just something that I was curious about and, and got the question answered, obviously. Hey, Tyler, you upset Carolina isn't playing in the NIT? Um, I wanted them to play. I like it when teams play. I don't care what it is, the perception around it. But, yeah, I am a little bit. I wanted them to play and grow a little bit. But, hey. You know, that's where we're at. I think they checked out. I, I, I think they're, they tapped out, Tyler. They're done. This was too hard for them. This was too they, – they, they actually saved you from some more misery. That's what they did. You know, there's, there's a part of me that wanted to play the bench and see what we had there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think they're ready to pack it in. And who knows uh, what's going to happen next year, who's going to be on that. I mean – a lot of rumors uh, I was going to see the NIT, whether they accept it or not, was going to be pretty telling. Uh, but, hey, you know, that's what they wanted to do. So All right, let's move play. on. What was your biggest takeaway from today from the from the bracket? For me, the biggest takeaway is the tournament's still wide open. I still don't have a clue who the front runner is. And I like Bama, uh, but they're young. I'm not sold on them. But for me, I'm just looking at I can't find somebody or a team that I'm really confident in. 
but also, you know, NC State getting that 11 seed. I thought they might be a little higher. I thought they're kind of a sleeper team and got some momentum. But Duke being a five seed was kind of shocking to me as well. Uh, I thought they'd be much higher than that. Uh, those are my two biggest takeaways. Speaking of that, before we get to Doug, your take, Tyler, on John Shire. Your take on Shire and the job he's done as a first-year head coach with a young team, dealing with injuries. Give me a grade what you give John Shire so far. I'd give him an A-. minus, And I was a little, you know, I've talked a little smack about Shire because he's a head coach at Duke. Uh, but he's done a great job. Their team's been injured. Uh, he's coaching a bunch of freshmen. I think Filipowski is a very, very talented freshman, but he's come along very well. And Roach has kind of been in and out. They really haven't had uh, a lot of veteran experience on the court playing with the freshmen. Uh, Proctor's coming on at the right time. So I think, you know, he they're playing their best basketball right now heading into the tournament. I think he's done a great job of kind of mixing the young guys in and figuring it out. Doug, what do you got? Biggest takeaway? Um, I, I was curious. I, I don't. I see a world where Texas should have been a one seed and, okay. and not Houston. Um, so it's like, it's kind of hard sometimes to understand what they really value, but uh, in terms of quad one wins, overall record, just how you look. Uh, the, the Pitt thing, it, it almost felt like Pitt was in the tournament for a long time. And I didn't, nothing really supports that other than traditionally the wins they have ACC wise are good, but that's not how we do it. Uh, but the biggest one actually is from the ACC. I thought, I told you, you know, Duke, I'm a fan. I think this team has a chance um, to go to the Final Four. And, you know, as they're comprised, as the roster is comprised, they've only lost one game together. Right. So, and, and like that to me is one of the stories of this tournament is how many teams have the Bama thing is all the off the court stuff and the weight of that. Right. With UCLA, you lose your best all-around defender, your second-leading scorer. How do you deal with that? And, and, and in short order, right? We have other teams that have – I would assume McCullough is going to come back. You and I both think that Bill's going to coach next weekend, but what does that look like for, for Kansas? But uh, Duke is healthy, and when they've been healthy, they're beating everybody up, and then they just won the Duke Invitational again. So I thought, I thought they were a little – uh, underseated, which is a rarity. We ever said this about Duke, but if we're going to be fair. Um, and then there's a bunch of like curious seeds, like what has Maryland done to be in, on the eight, nine line? And then I, huh? They were good enough early. They were good early. Non-conference. Until UCLA came in and disemboweled them on their own home floor. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it is really hard to tell in the middle of that big 10. I've watched, I've, cover the conference all year long it, it's hard because they're all very different you know and they're all missing something but they'll have kind of something and then the last one go ahead go ahead well i mean you said like eight nine line has always been high major underachievers i remember you tweeting florida atlantic i was like no way florida atlantic's in the eight nine line bullshit. and yet there they are bullshit they're the one at large one bid league team and you're gonna put them in the eight nine line like come on why why well, I don't if like the, if they win the if they win the first one, it gets really interesting. It does. It does. Here, here's my biggest complaint. My biggest complaint with all this is how is Kansas shipped out west and behind Houston when they won the Big 12 regular season? I get they lost in the tournament, but they lost without all of him coach. 
and they're behind a Houston team that played in a mid-major plus league this year. And they're shipped out West. And look at what they drew. I mean, holy shit. They got Arkansas, Illinois in the second round. And then if they get past those two talented, talented teams, they might get UConn in the Sweet 16. Like they, might get, they might get Iona as well. They could get Iona. I know you, you we'll get to that. We will get to the Rick Pitino, Danny Hurley matchup. And if Danny Hurley is hiding under the covers right now, uh, scared of, of, of having to go up against Rick Pitino. Hiding under the covers. Hey, Stop. listen. I wouldn't want to draw Rick Pitino. That's all I got to tell I you. I understand that. You like Danny's. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You got to find a better line than that one. Anyway. 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 All right. So. I, I don't. I hate the look who's in the bracket. Like most of those brackets, you only play one team. They beat each other up. Uh, well, you know. For Kansas. For, for Kansas, you draw Arkansas, Arkansas maybe. In the second round, Doug. Two lottery think, picks. Look, I don't think Kansas yeah, you, is. Nearly as talented as the results would tell you. I think Bill's hey, Jeff, hey, Jeff, there, there's no easy way, man. There's no Tyler, easy way. Like, Tyler, you know this. Yeah. Once you're in there, you could. You think anybody knew they were going to draw St. Peter's last year and have a hard time? No, but like, who would you rather have? I, the winner of Iowa-Auburn, which is what Houston has. I'm just saying, if you flip it right now, if you flip it, you get Iowa-Auburn and then maybe like a Drake. I'm going to tell, right tell you right now, I was a bad matchup for Kansas. Iowa can, because they'll run up and down with them. Uh, so, look, Jeff, first of all, we act like uh, this is what eight nines always are. Eight nines are always high major underachievers. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I played an eight and I played in a nine. Okay. 98 and 99. And we got beat by the one seed both years. And both years, they were great games. It's not really like Arkansas is not great. They recruited really well, but they, they didn't have Nick Smith all year. Okay, are they killing people now since they got Nick Smith back? No, but it's going to take time. Like, you're going to write them off? Last I checked, Musk had a row. You're saying is despite the fact, and I agree with you, he's going to get better the more he plays. But so you so you believe that a team should be, how many seats higher should they be because they added Nick Smith, who's had who's had a modest increase? I'm in not the, in saying effect. that. I'm just saying, like, that is what you're a saying. brutal draw. It's a brutal <laughs> draw. That's what I'm trying to say is, if you flip what do you, it, what do you think Arkansas and Illinois are saying, like, dude, we got to play each other first. But put Kansas where Houston is. They get two games. They get to Kansas City. I, you know what? Honestly, if I'm in Kansas City, I'm done going to downtown. I've been down. I'm down there, and <laughs> the power and light. I get to go to Vegas. All right, Maybe we're I, moving on. We're moving on here. Vegas? All right, the, the the first round game that Let's you are on. dying to see. The first fan base in the history of Earth to go. You know, I'd rather go to Kansas City than go to Vegas. <laughs> things that people don't say especially in march is i'd rather go to kansas City tyler tyler can get to poplar bluff what do you mean i mess a long drive all i right. mean i but all right laval the, the the first round matchup first of all that you're circling as an upset special all right Ooh. it's a little different give me your upset special how big of an upset are we how big of an upset are we talking i mean listen I, i'm not going a nine over an eight I'm going, I'm going like, it's got to be an 11, 11, 12, 13, 14, like something like that. Well, I would say probably the one that I'm looking at when I look at it and say, you know what? They could pull it off. I think Louisiana could beat Tennessee. Well, Tennessee I mean, is right. They're right. Because right. you got, yeah, you got the injury. Yeah. 
and you got to figure out what you're doing at point guard. Obviously, their defense, but he's the he's the point of the defense. So I'm saying, you know, they're, you know, just because like what Doug said, guys are missing key guys heading into the tournament. You miss the Kai Ziegler coming into the tournament. That is a huge deal. Uh, hey, losing hey, your point guard is a huge thing going into the tournament. Hey, and they're they're legit good. Um, and and Louisiana like, is Jordan, legit. Jordan Brown, like Jordan Brown, I don't know if he would have been. He's really McDonald's All American, but like, there's a older dude who's a stud. I'm absolute. I mean, he's a a, a machine in there. And then they got that Greg Williams Jr. and Terrence Lewis. That's a good team. They're good. Yeah. And they're uh, legit Greg Williams good. is a legit player. Yeah. Yeah. And so I look at that and I say, man, you lose your point guard. The point man on your defense. It's, it's what we, we we used to do this, Jeff. When you were at ESPN, Felika's Felika's at Fox now. I forgot that. Yeah. Um, did you ever hear about the the Rick Barnes factor? No, no. Yeah. I love Rick. Yeah. All time great dude. Okay. But he gets tight in those tournament games, man. <laughs> he gets tight. Tight. For a guy who does yoga and knows how to breathe, he gets tight. I don't know about that. I just know. We know how important guards are in the tournament. Right. right. When you lose your lead main guy, you lose your point guard. Yeah. Yep. That's hard. Yep. Yeah. I think a lot of people will be taking Louisiana just because they're going against Tennessee as much as anything else. Tyler, go ahead. What? Give me your upset special. I'm going Utah State over Mizzou. Uh, I think Utah uh, passes the ball well. I know they're not really tested, uh, but you know I, I could see Mizzou being a little bit vulnerable uh, coming out early. Uh, I like the job that Dennis Gates Dennis Gates has done uh, this year. He's done a good job. Uh, strength of schedule a little early on. I talked a little smack about it, but the team has grown. But uh, I don't know. Utah State, I think, is a little bit under the radar, and I think they play well as a team. Could come out and shock uh, Missouri. Tyler hates Missouri too. Just let, <laughs> let, let it be known. Let it be. What are you known. talking about? That was his. That was his school growing up. You didn't listen to my podcast with him. Well, but now he, he hates Missouri. T-Bone wanted to go to Mizzou. That is true. They got in a little bit of trouble, trouble, but their uh, fan base is kind of relentless on Twitter. Is that Frank Haith? Frank Haith recruiting you? No, no that was Quinn, dude. Quinn yeah, Snyder. Quinn. Oh, they right got in trouble. Quinn era. Well, he Quinn said they Snyder. got in trouble, and that doesn't yeah. limit it for Missouri. No, it sure doesn't, it doesn't no. narrow it down, but uh, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, also, the net rankings uh, kind of favor Utah State in this one. Uh, which I'm a big net ranking guy. I can't really figure it out, but I like him. So uh, that's all I'm rolling with. <laughs> John Lee loves the net too. Don't worry. I do. I do too. I'm not. I'm not really sure about the calculation either. I just feel like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's cool. You, you math guys, you do that deal. Um, no, go ahead. I mean, I own a UConn staring you in the face. You like love we this. talked about it. Like, huh? You, you love I own, this. I own is very good. Okay, they have they guards. Hardaway. They have guards. Yeah. And yeah. the thing that UConn doesn't have is a point guard. They just don't. And as I mean, you're going against in any conversation of the best tournament coach we've ever had. So yeah, I mean that one's that one jumps at you. And I'm a little concerned about St. Mary's. Um, I've seen them several times this year. And I know they won some games in the non-conference early, but yeah, they, I, got them, they, I got them going down, Doug. Yeah, I mean, they are the monster. VCU is is massively underseeded, I think. What happens is we get this thing where you're like, well, the A-10's down, so VCU, blah, 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 like, nah. 
and I, that's not a style or level of athleticism that's a great call. That, that they that they play against all the time. Again, like yeah. uh, I mean, you got you got Logan Johnson, and then you got a freshman who's a stud in Aid Mahaney, but uh, you know, and then you got Marshallonis' son off the bench, but he's kind of a mess. The rest of the guys are not ball handlers. They're big and kind of lumbering and are good players. I just think if, if they get out of rhythm, that can get bad. And really, I mean, they couldn't score against Gonzaga. Couldn't, couldn't score in the WC. Everybody, you know, the offense for Gonzaga was moving the ball and great, but Gonzaga didn't even shoot well. Strother didn't do anything. It's they could not score against Gonzaga. And I think VCU has the athleticism to play the same style, hard, hard hedging defense. If you do that, you can you can beat St. Mary's. I think I think BCO do it. My my favorite yeah. first round matchup might be Miami Drake because I, I, I like gonna say that, that I was I was getting ready to right? head there. I, I, mean, I, I love Drake. both Val. Like I want to pick both. I'm I'm pissed off they're playing each other because I think Drake could make a Sweet Sixteen, and I think Miami with their guards and their experience can also make a Sweet Sixteen. So I almost think it sucks that they're pitted against each other. And Drake's one of the few teams that out of those, you know, what we call mid-major leagues has a chance. Got guys that played in the, in the tournament a couple of years ago and they added their best player, Tucker DeVries, the coach's son, who, who's really talented, long, skilled. I think this is a team that honestly, it, it's funny because like, I love Miami. So I don't know who to take in this one, but I'm just telling you, uh, whoever wins that game, I wouldn't want to be Indiana if Indiana gets to him. Well, let, can I talk about when, when you guys get to it? I want to talk about Indiana because I saw him. I was going to say Kent State's that game now. Let's go. Here's Let's go. Thing. Go, go to Indiana, Kent State. Here's the thing okay, about that so one storyline story wise. Rob Sinderoff was. Wait, wait, wait. Go, Doug, let Val talk. No, has he seen Ken? Have you seen <laughs> Let Ken? him talk. I'm trying yeah. to. I'm trying to ask him a question. All right. Yeah, so no, I've watched him uh, a couple of times. I watched the game yesterday intently okay. just because I knew. How close they were against Gonzaga, you know, it was like, man, they're really good. And um, what's the guard sincere? Yeah, sincere. Oh my goodness, he is a dog. He's a dude. Right. Yes. And and throw in, yeah, I just love the storyline of Rob Cinderoff having been there at Indiana (laughs) with having a little extra. You know, Jeff. Like, oh, I know the story. (laughs) I lived the story. I I broke the story. So, you know, there's a lot of – there's going to be a lot – that locker room will be ready. I, I, it'll be a good game. I, it'll be a good game. I don't know if I can call the upset, but that, that's going to be a heck of a ball game. Go ahead, Doug. Indiana. Okay. First thing is, what if he played Indiana and then he played Houston <laughs> against Kelvin, <laughs> who sold him down the river? Right? Oh, man. That'd be amazing. Okay. So I've seen IU several times in person and, and watching Penn state, it was like, Oh, somebody finally figured him out, you know, and now you got to have guys match up. Hood Shapino is, I love him. He plays. He, I don't even know if he sweats. He's, he's so, he's so cool and so chill out there. And he has incredible hands defensively when a guy goes up for a shot, but he's not really a three point shooter. Race Thompson can't shoot. And TJD is great, but he's great at kind of what he does, rolling off ball screens, catching on the move, you know, facing up, going downhill. 
And there's just not the space oftentimes against the really well-coached teams. They're just really gapping them. Um, you know, Galloway is not really a shooter. Like, they only have two but guys. Miller Cop is. Miller Cop is, and he doesn't shoot threes enough. No, he yesterday went in a loss. He turned down several. He takes these runners. He made a couple. I'm like, no, dude, shoot the shoot. three. Yeah, just shoot it. And shoot. and and late when they need a three, they didn't play him. Um, what's the kid off the bench? The lefty. Tamar Bates. Tamar Bates. Huh? Tamar Bates can shoot. Now he's going to shoot every time he gets it, but but he can he can shoot it. But I just it's a weird team that I thought would be a little bit. I mean, granted they don't have Xavier Johnson, so that's a. I mean, I think they're a completely different team if Hood Shapino can play off the ball some. But I'm a little concerned about Indiana, whereas I thought if you go back before the Iowa game after they beat Purdue, I was like, you know, maybe they're going to make the Final Four. And, and now I'm really questioning, can they get by Kent? What it looks like going forward? Because I thought Penn State did a great job of showing people the blueprint on how to beat them. Yeah, right, they, they played a great game. But I, I do have that – I have Drake beat Miami, Jeff. I know you like Tyler. You're an ACC guy. You know Miami. I just think that defensively, Drake's better than what you think. Yeah. And and they'll control the pace of the game. And, and it gets frustrating in the tournament if you play a certain way and teams slow you down a bit. Not that Drake plays slow. They don't. But I think they can control the pace of that one. Yeah, no, I listen. Like I said, I think that that's one. All right, here's one. You're going to think I'm crazy on this one. Watch that Colgate-Texas game. Just watch it. Just watch it. Because if Colgate starts getting out early and making shots, I just wonder whether this Texas team, I know they've dealt with a lot and done a great job, okay? But I worry about the other Marcus Carr coming out if that happens. And he starts to play a little hero ball instead of what he's done really well for most of this year, which is just play your game, play smart, play off the ball, and to me, they've been so connected as a group. I just – I don't know. I don't know. I just – again, Colgate, man, they got shooters. They got size up front to kind of make it tough on on Dylan Disu and, and Timmy Allen. I don't – that game is going to be fun. I'm telling you that game is going to be yeah. a fun, close game. It, it might be a, a question scare. for you, Jeff. Yeah. Like you asked what's our – the game we're looking forward to the most. I know the ups – I can't – these 8-9 matchups are – like, I can't – like, how are you going to pick Maryland-West Virginia? I can't pick. No, I, I, I can't I, fill that one out. I can't pick – or Kentucky – like, the, the 6-11s and the 8-9s, like Providence-Kentucky. Flip a coin because Providence is pissed off. They just lost, like, three straight games coming into the tournament. Yes. Kentucky could have a great Kentucky day or they could have a, an average Kentucky day. Like, you just – Flip a coin on somebody, I, you know, Iowa State's going to get Mississippi State or Pittsburgh coming out of that deal. That's going to be just a street fight. Nobody can score a point. <laughs> just, I can't. So those, those 6, 11, 8, 9 matchups, like, I can't even fill out my bracket. <laughs> hey, Tyler, the Kentucky game. How much pressure is Cal under? You know, it's funny. Before the season, <clears throat> I said to myself, the, the game I'm circling that I have to be at this year, is going to be Kentucky's first round game because I thought there was going to be so much pressure on Cal. They're going to be a one or two seed. And obviously they lost to St. Peter's. Well, there's not that same level of pressure because they haven't had the season they've had, but obviously if they lose to Providence, they're still a favorite now in, in a six 11 game. If they lose to Providence, what do you think the reaction will be in Lexington, Kentucky? Because again, 
they haven't won a tournament game. I, I haven't done my count lately, what it's up to, but it's like, I don't know, 1,400 games. Yeah, it's a lot. It's of up games. there. Yeah. Well, Cal's under pressure, and if he loses his first-round game, I mean, I, I would love to see the reaction uh, that uh, Big Blue Nation is going to have because they've uh, they've been begging for to win at any cost in the NCAA tournament for a while now. Uh, and I've talked a lot of smack about Kentucky, and they've come on a little bit, uh, and they started you know winning some games and getting some good quality wins and look like they're coming around. But um, you know, at times this year they've uh, they've looked pretty bad and a little bit inconsistent. So if that team shows up and they lose to Providence, which is pretty hungry, like we talked about, uh, it's going to be interesting to see the reaction because I can tell you, it's. I think he'll be there regardless. I don't think they're ready just to you know get him out, but you're going to start hearing some little rumblings about that, in my opinion. So my other Here's question, the other thing in that one, game. Jeff, is like. Yep. Kentucky's no Savia Wheeler, Kaysen Wallace. I think he's back for that. But Ed's going to switch up. Like, you're, you don't get to – I've coached against Ed a time. You don't get to be in a rhythm in, against Ed. You know, like, not that, not that Kentucky runs all these intricate sets, but they've been in a pretty good rhythm here recently. Ed disrupts you. He's going to change up some things. He's going to make your guys think and kind of take – the coach out of it. And if you're not like extremely connected, he can make you look bad. Yeah. Uh, if your no, players right. aren't, they don't pass the ball. Well, if they're not extremely connected, they can't kind of figure it out on the fly. Just from a coaching lens, you know, it'll be tough for them. Hey, Tyler, here's a question for you as a, as a big, uh, and, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to disparage your athleticism. But, uh, you know, you're, you're, you were never the most athletic dude out there. Mm -hmm. So when you look at, at a Zach Eady and an Oscar Sheboy and some of these bigs right now, how the game has changed, they have not done well in the tournament the last few years. The uh, traditional Kofi, big guy, Kofi Coburn, guys like that have been exposed defensively in, in, in the tournament. Uh, how much do you worry about Purdue because of that, because they're going to put him in, try to put him in, in, in difficult situations. Same thing with Oscar Sheboy. They've done it all year and made him have to guard. How much do you worry about those bigs these days advancing in the tournament? It's I'm not worried about Zach. Eady. I think maybe the guard play surrounding him and the youth that they have could be an issue. Uh, yeah, I would say that's a little bit, but I think taking advantage of that on the offensive end, uh, you know, you could be talking about Arizona this year. Uh, they play traditional bigs. They could get in a situation where they're having to switch out and, you know, guard these perimeter players. But I think as the game has evolved, I think it's become, uh, you know, kind of a small man or a small ball. And so now you're starting to see these, these bigs get exposed a little bit. And I think with analytics, teams are shooting more threes and stop going inside. So they're losing their, their advantage that they have. But, you know, to, it sounds crazy to me to even think about taking Zach Eady off the court because he can't guard a pick and roll. As many shots as he changes, as he dominates the paint, gets all the rebounds, he may not have the most blocks uh, per game, but you can't tell me he doesn't affect somebody's shot or get the rebounding. That has a huge impact. He moves his you know, like well, here's too. the thing, Jeff. Tyler hit the nail on the head with that, in my opinion. Go ahead. He said it's about the guards surrounding him. So if your guards cannot handle the pressure to be able to get – like, so 
Last year, Illinois runs into Houston. Your guards better be good. Yeah. It ain't about Kofi Coburn. Right, Can right. your guards get the ball up the court and get the ball to Kofi Coburn? St. Peter's runs or Purdue runs into St. Peter's. Well, they're pressing, trapping, changing defenses. It's not about Zach Eady in a pick and roll. Can yeah. the Purdue guards handle the changing defenses, handle the pressure to be able to get Edie the ball? So when Purdue struggled this year, it's been that. When Hunter Dickinson's good, it's the guards around Michigan that struggled this year. That's why they're not in the tournament. You know, so I don't know if it's as much defensively as offensively can your guards handle pressure handle changing defenses handle different looks to be able to utilize that traditional post player that's an all-american all right let's go through regions quickly and and, and who we trust coming out of the regions and just anything else that sticks out uh we'll start with the south we'll start with the south and i have alabama playing creighton in the elite eight um arizona scares me again defensively tyler playing those two bigs, they scare me. Baylor can't really guard. You know, I love their their perimeter trio, but I I like Creighton still. I like him. I haven't given up on Creighton. And again, when they've been healthy, they've been pretty good. Alabama, Virginia, if, if that game happens, man, like, I don't know. Alabama, if, if Virginia can get them at their pace, Alabama, that could be a tough game for, for Nate Oates. And that team, because they haven't seen anything. Well, they saw Houston, I guess, which is, you know, toughness and trying to slow it down. Val, what, what stands out out of the South? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, just a reminder, our sponsor for today's episode is Run Your Pool. They are hosting the Field of 68 Bracket Challenge. This year, they are giving away $1,500 in free prizes. It's all an incentive for you to get on there and find out just how good their platform is. I've been using them for my bracket pools for years. I've used them for Super Bowl squares. I use them for everything that I need to use them for. The biggest survivor pool that I'm in for both NFL and NCAA tournament is by Run Your Pool. So go check them out. The link's below. Tap in. Do you guys ever get tired of trying to prove that you won an argument, that your takes weren't hot, they were right? Well, I have an answer to all of your problems. Vaulted is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all your predictions and hot takes in your own vault now and forever. Challenge your friends, keep track of the results, and prove that you are, in fact, the smartest one in the room and the smartest one in your friend group. We all know how much that matters. You can always win the bar argument with the vaulted app. 
They're also going to be releasing more than 50 pools over the course of the next three months from the NCAA tournament to the NBA playoffs on into baseball season. So download the app at the link below. Sign up for your three-month trial and store your predictions now and forever. Are you a college basketball junkie? Are you the kind of fan that gets frustrated that this beautiful sport has such a lack of national coverage outside of the month of March? Well, let me tell you about the Field of 68, an all-encompassing digital network of podcasts, live streams, and newsletters that cover the sport at every level on every platform. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, the only way to keep up with college basketball is through the field of 68. Hey guys, just a reminder, our sponsor for today's episode is Run Your Pool. They are hosting the Field of 68 Bracket Challenge. This year, they are giving away $1,500 in free prizes. It's all an incentive for you to get on there and find out just how good their platform is. I've been using them for my bracket pools for years. I've used them for Super Bowl squares. I use them for everything that I need to use them for. The biggest survivor pool that I'm in for both NFL and NCAA tournament is by Run Your Pool. So go check them out. The link's below. Tap in. Do you guys ever get tired of trying to prove that you won an argument, that your takes weren't hot, they were right? Well, I have an answer to all of your problems. Vaulted is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all of your predictions and hot takes in your own vault now and forever. Challenge your friends, keep track of the results, and prove that you are, in fact, the smartest one in the room and the smartest one in your friend group. We all know how much that matters. You can always win the bar argument with the vaulted app. They're also going to be releasing more than 50 pools over the course of the next three months from the NCAA tournament to the NBA playoffs on into baseball season. So download the app at the link below, sign up for your three month trial and store your predictions now and forever. Are you a college basketball junkie? Are you the kind of fan that gets frustrated that this beautiful sport has such a lack of national coverage outside of the month of March? Well, let me tell you about the Field of 68, an all-encompassing digital network of podcasts, live streams, and newsletters that cover the sport at every level on every platform. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, the only way to keep up with college basketball is through the field of 68. You got Creighton and Al- Alabama's got to deal with West Virginia or Maryland before they even get yeah. there. Uh, get into the West Virginia. West Virginia's not good. They're, good. they're not good. No. But if you Mar- Maryland, Maryland's good. They all, they're all, like you said, Doug, they, they're up and down, but it's a, if it's something you haven't seen before, it is the kind of the thing. If it's the, on a one-day prep, Yes, yeah, on a one-day prep now. So that, that's where I think Purdue – I want to go back to Purdue for just one second before I get the region. That's where I think Purdue – look, I've seen them in person the last couple of days here and saw them uh, call a couple of their games during the season. And I I agree with you that it's the guys around them, and Tyler nailed it with their guard play. We've talked Braden Smith. There are times in which athletically he gets overwhelmed. Um. But I, I also think that what's working in Purdue's fashion at, uh, this year is that second game. One day prep for a guy who no one has a seven foot three guy that can play, that they throw the ball to, and he, he makes it. I mean, and they play such a kind of unique style, and they downshift to playing small ball with their bench lineup. I think Purdue, the hard game for them is going to be Sweet 16. That's a really hard game because you get a whole week to prepare, and you figure out a couple different ways to guard him and a couple different ways to attack him. Um, anyway, sorry, that's, that's, I just, I want to talk, yeah. I want to talk Purdue and then, but I'm telling you like West Virginia, 
bro, they're not very good. I'm just. Yeah, I agree on. with you. I, I don't think that game is going to. Honestly, I think Alabama is going to going to run through West Virginia or uh, Maryland. I think Virginia is the one that scares me just because of the coach and the style and the, and the veterans. Have you seen Alabama, Alabama in person? Is yes. one of the most – I know you have a value – No, not in person. Team. Just watch oh. – obviously watch them. Talented, talented, but also they make plenty of, of, of mental mistakes. Oh, no, no. They'll go – they'll have a game completely won. And then they're each like, all right, hey, let's let's all take our guy yes. for like six, seven minutes. And then Nate's sitting over there like, what, what, what are you, you going to do? Right. But the guards I, are really good. Quinterly and Sears are really, really good. And then the wings, I mean, Clowney is – it gets overshadowed. And then Miller's, he's the best kid there. Their, their talent – and Betty is good. Their talent is a different level because they're playing with a different salary cap. They just are. That's – that's if they if they had Kentucky across their chest, they would they would be such a remarkable favorite to win this thing. Yeah. And they look like a Kentucky team. Actually, that, that's not true. Everything that's happened to them is why they're not a favorite. All the off the yeah, but they're stuff. also Alabama. Come on, man, they're also Alabama. Like you, if that and stuff I, doesn't also, happen. If that if that stuff doesn't happen, they go in as a, the prohibitive favorite, in my opinion. Well, they're one overall seed, so they kind of are anyway. But but they're not the prohibitive, right? I mean, right. I'm just saying, if they were Kentucky, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. or do yeah, no, we look yes. at them totally different? All right. So, I, I, can got anybody Alabama versus San Diego State in the Sweet Sixteen? Okay. I got San Diego State getting there. Yep. Doug, you know those guys out west. I want to put money on Creighton. Here's the thing: they're going to play against the best guards in the country in the first two rounds, potentially. Yep. So if you're going to beat Creighton and your guards can make pull-up jump shots and floaters against the yeah. drop, yeah. the two yeah. teams that could do it yeah. is NC State and Baylor. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so, so, like, I it's saw, hard to NC say. State, They're going to go back-to-back NC games State. and Ryan Kaufman is going to sit in a drop. <laughs> and no, neither one of these guards are going to beat them. They're going to take – they'll take 30 middies. They'll take 30 middies. They, they can make them, them, right? These are the two guys – these are the two backcourts that can make them. <laughs> they can also miss a lot of them, right? Like, man. But Clemson. you know what you're gonna get if you play Creighton. It's no, Burner. those two guys. And those two guys are, and those two guys can go crazy. Can win the game on on their own. You know. Any, anybody? Anybody have anybody but Alabama going to the Final Four out of the South? No, no, no. We're all in agreement. It's it's Alabama. They're they're that talented. They've got veterans. They've got young dudes. They've got bigs. They've got athleticism. Quinterly They've got Clowney everything he played today is like it's a game changer when he plays like that. When who? Quinterly. Like yes. the way he played earlier. It was they got like, him back again now. My goodness. I know. It's it's crazy that like Jaden Bradley was great for a stretch and Quinterly was on the bench. Now Quinterly's back. Like Nate can just kind of and that's the beauty. You know this, Val, as a coach, having that many dudes, they're kind of always on edge, aren't they? Because in order to play. Yeah. They gotta they they gotta compete. Exactly. And uh and you're not relying on like one of them, I always used to always say this, somebody's gonna be on tonight. I don't know. Like you got enough options, Tyler. You've been on those teams, Tyler. I haven't. But like where hey, everybody can't have an off night <laughs> when you're yeah. talking to them in the tournament. I'm, I'm I'm interested in that bracket. I am interested in Baylor. Um I just don't Baylor, trust them defensively. I don't trust them. I, I agree, but so who do you trust? Who I do think, you trust? I mean, huh? I still do you trust like Creighton, Creighton more. 
I, yeah, because of Kalkbrenner. Yes, but what they they were were they were they good this last week and a half? No, they weren't great. They weren't. I, great. We both thought they were turning the corner, and then you're like, eh, maybe they're just not that good. And I think Baylor's just uh, okay. Like if like I, you said, I understand, but Baylor's one of those teams where they can get hot. Man, they can shoot. Watch man, out for Missouri and San Diego State. Just I kind of like Missouri, and I didn't all watch year. But that small ball, that small ball man against Arizona. It might might be tough for Zona. To be honest, that might be a tough matchup. I know Tyler, you don't want to hear that, but I'm telling no. you, well, they got to get back a tough matchup for Zona. I I like Zona. I, I think Arizona is going to come out and play Bama. But for me, Betty Ake and how he controls the paint, I think he's going to be the biggest. You know, I think if he plays well, I think it's Bama clearly. But uh, yeah, Arizona Bama, who I have in that. Uh, All right, in the East now the South. Let, let's go east, which I think is far more wide open. I, I think there's there's multiple teams you could take here, and I'm going to start and throw a wrench into all this, and I'm going to take Tom Izzo going to the Final Four. And, and they sucked oh, wow. at the Big Ten tournament. Wow. They were awful against Ohio State. But in Izzo, I trust, and I still look at their team, and I'm like, all right, they got a couple guards that are veterans, and Tyson Walker is a dude now. Hogarth's kind of the key for me, but Hauser can step out. If you need Suzuko, you play him. But to me, you, you really play him limited and you play Hauser a lot. You space it and they can shoot the hell out of the ball. And Jay Nakins can shoot it now. Like Jay Nakins is now, I feel like he's kind of gotten a rhythm. But again, they, they sucked this, this last game. So I get it if people are like, how can you take Michigan State? They've lost 12 games this year. But I, I just feel like, Izzo's done it with with less. Um, I'm, I'm I've got Memphis, Duke in that top in the Sweet Sixteen. I think Memphis gets Purdue in the second round, Ooh. beats that one. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are going to take that. Yeah, you're going to put your money on the guards. That's what I just look at it and say the guard matchup, Memphis favorites. They're so They're older. Uh, and they'll pressure them and, and, and kind of blow up some of the stuff. You know who knows, but it, just just to be able to pick them. But on the bottom there, I, I've got I've got Marquette coming out of that one. I, I just they proved something to me this week. They they won the Big East tournament with their defense, and we've been talking about their offense all season long. They've been tremendous offensively, one of the best in the country. Uh, but they really challenged themselves, uh, and they won in the sixties against Connecticut, like those aren't the games typically where you were going to favor Marquette in the way that, so they've just, they showed me a lot in that setting, you know, back to back to back nights. Uh, so I've gotten coming out of there against Duke to go to the final four in that one on my, on that side. I think when you get to that point, flip a coin, I'm going to put, I'm going to say Marquette wins it and goes to the final four. All right. Yeah, I got Duke and Marquette as the same as you. Uh, but when I look at this bracket, the one matchup I kind of uh, – I have uh, Marquette and Kansas State playing, and I want to see Marcus Noel and Tyler Kolick go at it. I think Tyler Kolick's one of my favorite players in college right now. Uh, great passer, plays hard, and I think Marquette is rolling. Uh, but uh, I think – got a Tyler Hansborough attitude too. Like he, he doesn't give he – could, he could care less, man. See, I, I haven't seen him play much until the Big East tournament. And then mm -hmm. I, I watched him. I was like, man, this kid can hoop. And so I, on my text chain with a bunch of buddies, I said, has anybody seen this kid play? Uh, 
Yeah, he can go. And I think Duke, like we talked about, is peaking. But I think when Marquette runs into Duke in the lead eight, uh, I think Duke's just going to be too athletic and too big. Uh, the Lightly kid is for Duke is much bigger in person than I actually thought. Uh, he's athletic, too, oh, plays his role. And there, Duke has another guy, uh, Young, transferred from Northwestern. Who comes, Young. Yes, who comes in, and it's not like he he does his part. And I love those players like that. Come in, he'll rebound, defend, make smart plays, make winning plays. And I think in the tournament especially, guys like that, are a huge factor. They're not coming out to control the game or take over the game. They just want to, uh, you know, do their part, which, you know, is a lot of experience too, fifth-year guys. So I like Duke coming out of this one. I'll I, I tell you what, uh, you know, Duke-Purdue, you know, you have to have different matchups for Edie, and Duke does. I mean, look, Lively obviously can block shots and can wall up against him. Um, Edie's, I mean, he's at least 310, 315. He's gigantic. But that's where Young can come in, and if nothing else, he gives you four to five fouls and the ability to draw a charge here or there. You know, and then they have uh, Filipowski, who, you know, as a four, is just so incredibly skilled, and it wouldn't surprise me at some point, you know, in the tournament and try to find a mismatch if you put him at the five in this matchup. Like, Edie would have no chance guarding him, just none. Um, and then, you know, they have to play him kind of in a semi-drop and that Proctor kid is really good. I think Duke beats Purdue. I agree with you guys about Marquette. Um, I, I love Marquette. You don't think Michigan State can beat Marquette? None of you. I don't know if Michigan State. I can got beat them US. losing to the USC in the first round. USC. Wow. I'm with Doug. I got them losing to USC. Michigan State's a weird team, like no, a weird no. team. No. They sometimes they can beat the Lakers. You know, sometimes they stink, and they stunk the other night, and it was just frustrating. I and I do like I like I like pieces, but you know, look, right, Drew so, Peterson's so, like Drew Peterson's got to be twenty six by now. He's been there forever. Boogie Ellis is has got to be like twenty four. And those guys, they play with freedom. They play four out. Like that's a team that can all you guys taking. All you guys are taking Marquette. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right, I got Michigan. State. I do think Michigan State wins, but I do not think it's easy against SC. And then I, I don't think Michigan State beats Marquette. All right. All right. All right. Let's go to the Midwest. And prior to the start, you know this, Doug, I have said this for a long time. No matter what the bracket looks like, I'm going to take Houston to the final four. I don't care. Now, Marcus Sasser's injury worries me a little bit here, but I've been told barring something crazy, he's going to be good to go. He's going to be good to go. They play Thursday maybe they give him that game off and just say, you know what, we'll give him the extra day if he's not feeling up to it. Uh, but I, I think as long as Sasser's ready for Saturday, uh, I, I'm feeling good about Houston. I just think, listen, when you put Kelvin Sampson, a bunch of dudes that can make plays off the bounce, Jamal Shedd, who's, oh, by the way, led them last year to, to an Elite Eight without Sasser and Mark, a lottery pick potentially in Jarris Walker, and bigs who know their roles and are tough as shit, like, I'm good with that. I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for that any day of the week. So I'm going to Houston, and actually, I, I kind of like their bracket, to be honest. I don't think uh, – there's nothing in there that scares the hell out of me. I, I think as long as Sasser's healthy, I, I think Houston goes to the Final Four in Houston. Val? Yeah, it's hard. I, I have them getting to the lead eight. I have them getting through Drake to get there. 
I think Drake gets to the Sweet 16. Um, and then on the other side, I've got Xavier and Texas uh, getting there and advancing. And I think Texas, and, and I'm going to pull the like crazy card here. I think Texas to the Final Four. Uh, just mission-driven season, you know, playing for something bigger, inspired for their coach, you yep. know, for all the things they've been through. They've got good enough guards. Uh, they've played well enough. Their, their defense is good enough. I think it's a heck of a game, but I've got them advancing out of that out of that side. Tyler? I'm not really sold on any team uh, in this – in the Midwest bracket. Uh Houston Sasser's banged up, and I've said this before. The only problem with Houston is they play in the American, and I'd like to see him play against competition every single night, quality games. Uh, you know, I I even have – I can see a scenario where Iowa beats them, um, and that sounds crazy. Iowa can get hot uh, from the three and beat anybody. Um, they just can't guard I, anybody. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, you know, part of me is like Isaiah Wong. And Miami, I love their coach, Laranega. He's got a lot of experience. You know, I, I want to believe they're not really sold on them. Uh, crazy part is like Mississippi State going, you know, maybe to the Sweet 16. But you know, at the end of the day, I think Texas. I think they're athletic. They're big. Uh, and, you know, I know Timmy Allen's a little banged up. But, yeah, I've said all year, I believe in Texas, and I'm I'm with you. You know, Rodney Terry, I, I think he's done a great job, probably not getting a lot of credit, uh, but Texas is rolling, just won the Big Big 12 tournament, got to give it to him. So that's yeah, what I'm with. might be on a little bit of a, you know, like like destiny. I don't know. I don't know, Doug. What do you think? Well, let's start with Rodney Terry. You know, it's something interesting. Chris Beard always prides himself on every job he's ever had. His assistant has taken over. Every job. Now, this is the first one he didn't leave on his own volition, but every every job he's ever had. Um, so it's not crazy. Texas, Texas A&M, second round possibly. Do you guys see that one? Mm-hmm. Yes. That'd be fun. And, and could Buzz, hey, could Buzz be auditioning? He probably thinks he's auditioning for the Texas job there. No question. No, no question. Um, but A&M, A&M plays hard. They play really, really hard. Yep. They play yep. very hard. By the way, the bullshit about them. Can I can I get this off my chest? Yeah. Again, the 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 non-conference schedule that Buzz put together, and people complaining now. Well, you got a number seven. They 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 got screwed. No 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 no. Play somebody. Don't play the worst non-conference schedule in the country. I love the fact that the, the selection com- committee uh, penalized them for for playing a garbage non-conference. Well, uh, some of it was that, and then. Again, through no fault of their own, the other top three teams in the SEC, they only played once. Right. So, uh, you know, obviously we'll look different otherwise, but yeah. whatever. Um, I, I'm, I'm with the guys. I like Texas uh, a great yeah. deal, a great deal. I do think it ends up being Texas and Houston. And, you know, I'm, I'm with you, Jeff. Those guys are junkyard dogs. Uh, that's a team like I like my ego says I like to play against, but that doesn't look like fun. It doesn't look like fun, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, it's Tyler Houston, like it. Houston Tyler is one of those teams where you're like, I know they haven't played a top schedule. I know they didn't play well against Alabama. I know they got beat today. I get it. But like, dude, those guys are junkyard dogs. And if you track one metric that wins NCAA tournament games, okay, it's, it's, it's turnover ratio, turnover ratio, like who wins the turnover war and they just get into you. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take Houston to come out of that bracket. All right. So Houston, Houston, Texas, 
Texas, Laval and Tyler, right? Okay. All right. Let's go to the West where, man, talk about it being loaded. This Good luck. Is, right. We agree. This is by far the toughest region. I mean, again, your 8-9 is Arkansas, Illinois. You know, one Kansas, you've got a Gonzaga team that, you know, it, it may may not be as talented as some of Mark Views in the in the recent past, but uh, still pretty darn good. UConn playing as good as almost any team in the country. I mean, this UCLA. I know they're without Jalen Clark, and we don't know how healthy uh, Bone is going to be if he comes back. Um, that worries me with UCLA. That's the only good thing to me. If if I'm some of these other teams, TCU as a TCU as a six, right? Yes, that too. That too. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like. This is the loaded one. This is the one where I said to myself, in Bill, I trust with Kansas, but man, I don't know if he can do this. Like if he ever got through this region, if they ever win another national title, and, and it looks like, I mean, again, all signs are pointing to him coaching here in the NCAA tournament. They put out a, a statement earlier today. Man, I, I'm still going to ride with them, but I have no confidence, zero confidence. You don't, you don't, think, you don't think they're better? than Arkansas, eight, nine days, and 10. I do. I do. Okay. I mean, do you think, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you think they're better than Illinois, eight, nine days, or 10? Yes. Okay. So that that's the only one we know they're going to play. We always do this like, well, look at how that bracket, like, bro, TCU, Gonzaga, UCLA, Northwestern, whatever, they can only play one of those teams. And they can't play all of them. They'll have to play one. And it might open up. That whole that bottom might open Correct. up. Correct. I mean, so look. you might think I'm crazy. I got Kansas going down to Arkansas yeah. in round two. It wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock. It would not shock me at all. Shock. And if you went by, if you went by like talent, talent. talent, right? Like this is not a super talented. No, and here's here's why I'll say like Dewan Harris's consistency is the determining factor for Kansas. And he's been consistently inconsistent. I love, and I think he's a heck of a play, yeah, player. Yep. yep. But he, his aggression to score right. is kind of playing him out of his comfort zone. Like we had Derek Walton, who was like this at Michigan. We had to force him to be a scorer. He wanted to pass first. It's like, we're going to be better, Derek, when you're aggressive. To, and he finally figured it out his senior year, and, and they got to a, a Sweet 16 because of it. But when you have a guy that you're pushing to kind of be somebody who he really isn't, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. And they need him to be that way. And it's not organically, naturally who he is. Right. Um, so I think they just somewhere he, he it doesn't happen for him, which means it doesn't happen for them. So I got Connecticut beating Arkansas to go Connecticut beating VCU and then beating Arkansas to go to the Elite Eight. And on the other side, I got TCU to Doug's point. There's the guards, you know, yeah. the pace. Uh, I think UCLA, at some point, you're going to miss Jalen Clark. Like at some point, it happens where you're just missing. Uh, and I think that's against TCU to go to the Elite Eight. And so, and I'm struggling to pick Connecticut TCU to head to the Final Four. Uh, I put my money, I'll probably say, uh, I'm gonna sound like a Biggie's homer, but- You are. You I'm gonna are. put my money on Connecticut. Marquette, <laughs> UConn, you sure you don't wanna take Creighton too? Uh, you, you, you can take Creighton for me. Yeah, I took the Elite Eight. <laughs> T, T, who you got out of, out of the West? For me, it's Kansas. Uh, I love Bill Self. And if Bill Self is coaching, I'm going to stick with uh, Kansas for sure. I hope he gets better. He's one of my favorite coaches. I think he's one of the best, probably the best coach in college right now. Uh, but the the thing for me is I've seen Illinois play a lot. 
And I think Illinois can play with anybody. Terrence Shannon and all those guys, if they click and share the ball, uh, they scare me a little bit. Uh, TCU, uh, Mike Miles, uh, the way they play up and down, I like that. Um, for me, a matchup it would be TCU and Gonzaga. I'm looking forward to that. You know, I love watching Drew Timmy play. Uh, I think he's got great post moves. I'm looking forward to that one. And then, uh, but I do have TCU and UCLA. Um, I've liked UCLA uh, a lot until uh, their guard, you know, got hurt. I think that's gonna gonna bite them here in the in the tournament. But yeah, I think Kansas comes out of this one. Douglas. Um, okay, so I have Gonzaga coming out of that bottom part of the bracket, and again. Ooh. Some of this wow. is some of this is recency bias, but I saw them twice in Vegas, and that was the Zag team that people were hoping to see this year. Balanced, um, right? Huh? Balanced. Balanced. You know, was... they can they can bring Greg in off the bench as the third big to shoot the basketball. Um, they have other the other guards other than Strother can make plays. Um, so yeah, I have I have Gonzaga. You know, again, it's like you guys said, like. I don't think either of those other three teams, um, Boise maybe could get UCLA, but I don't know if Boise wins their game. So I don't know. I think it's pretty easy, pretty fortunate draw there for, for UCLA, considering, honestly, I kind of think they're a three seed based on the score. Be UCLA boys, it'd be like 45 to 47. It's going to be so I mean, Both so those two teams defend and tails off. Yeah, they're, 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 they're good. I just don't know. I don't know if they get by Northwestern. Northwestern's pretty good, too. Um, and, and they're, they're, you know, uh, so anyway, I have Gonzaga okay, coming to, coming out of that, that end. And then I have, I just, I don't know how I pick against Bill Self in Kansas. Right. There is no reason that they should have won this many games. None. Okay. They're not well, that well, good. Him being Bill away, do you huh? think, and Val might be better equipped to answer this. Will him being away from the team for a while, will that affect the team? at all going into the tournament zero no no, no. Zero. he'll be back in the, it may have affected him in the big 12 tournament here yeah. recently um it just with so many him. days you know back-to-back -back games like that but he'll be back they'll have plenty of time to prepare I don't, I don't think that affects him at all all right national title national title uh go ahead val who are you picking man ah uh, it's hard to say, you know, Alabama Marquette in, in terms of what I had set up. That's a heck of a ball game. That'd probably be a hundred to 107. Uh, and then Connecticut, Texas on the other side. I, I'm going to go is shoot. I'm going to go with Texas. Texas to win it all. Pulling it off. I, really? I'm going to go with Texas pulling it off. I mean, they got the players. I think they're old. In terms of veteran backcourt. Yep. You know, guys that get it done. You know and who again, I love? A lot of it anything. for me is, I guess I got visions in my mind when, when Louisville beat us and they were playing for uh, the kid that broke his leg. I can't remember. Kevin Ware. Kevin Ware. It's like they have this other thing that they're playing for. Nobody Not just that. trying to win. There's a purpose. Yeah. There's something else driving, you know, the bus that you yep. can't really put a, put a finger on. And they have that, right? Uh, so I... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ride that to be the reason. Tyler, I got Duke in Texas, and I have Texas winning, just like Laval. I think. Wow. Yeah. Oh man! All right. So I'm going. 
Psycho T. So yeah, I, I like Texas. I think they're athletic too. I think uh, I just can't pick Duke to win it. And so I'm going with Texas too. I think Duke may be a better team, uh, but I got to have Texas. Young team like that too. It's hard to – no no team that young has won it in a long – I mean, really, since what, Kentucky? Kentucky probably. You know, yeah. so it, it's been older dudes that have won it. Doug, who you got? Alabama. Alabama. I have – there's a uh, – when I was a kid, guys, my dad used to take me to the Final Four to some of those coaching clinics at the convention. And I'll never forget this. Um, Hugh Durham was the coach of uh, University of Houston at the time. And so you had all these speakers and they, you know, they go through zone offense and it was, they had those overhead, remember the old overhead projector, you, would, you put it on, you could draw on it, whatever. And so I'm sitting there and I'm trying to stay awake, you know, going to ask coaches for autographs. And I sit down and Hugh Durham sits down and he draws up a lane and, you know, the, the keyhole, the top of the key. And he says, now, I want you all to pay attention. There's been amazing clinicians, offense, defense, zone, man, all the press breaks. We've seen some amazing stuff today. But this is our most important part of our philosophy at the University of Houston. <laughs> he starts drawing. And he draws five X's and five O's. Now, we have found through years of trial and error that if you have better X's than they have O's, you win a lot of basketball games. Alabama has the best team. Like, let's not overthink it. And and they're they're coached by he's a really good coach. They run really good stuff. Yes, they lose their minds sometimes and just take erratic shots. But they got dudes. They got main court guys. A T-bone knows what I'm talking about. So does Val. <laughs> right? You go to an AU game and there's the main court and then there's the other court. Those guys are always playing on the main court. There's I, no I, moment listen, too big for them. I'm going no moment too big for them. Alabama. I'm going, I'm going Houston here. At home in the final four, if they get there, and to me, you got the coach, you got they can win a grinder. That's the difference. They can win a game if they don't make shots. They can win a game in the 50s, they can win a game in the 70s. So to me, I'm going with the Houston Cougars to win it. Uh, there you have it. Our number three. Thanks to Lavelle Jordan. Thanks to Doug Gottlieb. Thanks to Psycho T. I'm Jeff Goodman. Uh, stand by. We got three men we've coming next. Nobody knows more about the ins and outs of gambling, all the lines, futures, everything. So make sure you stay tuned. Three men we've up next. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.